Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Will Rawson coming to you from the Will Rawson Podcast. My This is my first uh, episode of April. Our first podcast I'll be doing. I'll be doing several more. This one I'm just going to talk about sports. It's probably not going to be that long. Maybe a little politics. Because the other ones are going to be more personal. The other couple that I do. So I really don't want to get... So let's talk sports first. Let's see, the Final Four just got over. The Baylor Bears, congratulations. They are the national champs. They beat uh, Gonzaga, who was undefeated going into the final. The Final Four was participants this year were Gonzaga and UCLA in game. That game was like a classic. Gonzaga won in overtime on like a half-court three. That w- had it not went in, they would have won the double overtime. And who knows, UCLA might have pulled away and won that game. And congrats to UCLA for making the Final Four. Mick Cronin's crew, they were one of the last four teams in the tournament and had to play one of those 11, 11 seed playing games where two 11s play each other. So good on them. And then Baylor beat Houston in the other semifinal. Coach Calvin Sampson, formerly of OU in Indiana. I mean, so that was, you know, good on Houston getting there into the Final Four. They made a run. And then, I mean, my Final Four picks were Michigan, which UCLA beat in the Elite Eight, was Michigan and Kansas. I don't remember where, I don't remember where Kansas got beat out at, but I had Kansas. I think they got beat by USC, though. I know that's who beat them. I had Kansas... The Pac-12 did pretty good this year. But I had Kansas, Michigan, Baylor, Oklahoma State. So, I only had one of my final four picks was right. Or two of my final, one of my final four picks was right. I had Baylor, though, losing to Oklahoma State. And then Michigan beating Kansas. And then Michigan and Juwan Howard winning the championship. And Oklahoma State, the reason why I picked them to go to the Final Four was they had Cade Cunningham, the best player in college basketball. He's the presumed number one pick in the NBA draft because he declared he's a freshman, or he was a freshman, but he declared for the draft, so hopefully the Thunder get him in you know, the lotto with the number one pick because they're terrible right now. Let's see what else is going on. Baseball season started. College is going well. The SEC is kind of dominating like the top five like I think three or four of the top five are all SEC schools Vanderbilt and Arkansas keep flip-flopping at number one which is cool Ole Miss has hung around at like three the Mississippi State's been four Florida's been up there but they've dropped Oklahoma State's been ranked oh yeah then let's see oh and also in college basketball or in this in tournament or Roberts University they made it to the Sweet 16 and won their first NCAA tournament games since like 1970-something. 72 or 74, I think. And then Arkansas made it to their first Elite Eight since 1995. I did not know for Arkansas it had been that long. I mean, so yeah, that was like, they had a good run. So, I mean, some Blue Bloods did not make the tournament this year. My Duke Blue Devils and the Kentucky Wildcats didn't make it. 
And for a while there, it looked like UNC, the North Carolina Tar Heels, and Kansas Jayhawks were in danger of not making the tournament early in the season, but they bounced back and made it. And in the tournament, they only had one, I was surprised, only one game was really because of Corona or COVID, like, you know, only one game was... Only one game was actually, like, VCU and Oregon was not played. VCU had a forfeit, basically, to Oregon. Now, I don't know if it counted as a loss, or they're just like, oh, you're not playing this game. The other team automatically advances. Because this is a tournament, and they decided beforehand that's how they were going to do it. And they basically had a bubble. All the games were played in Indiana. So, there was no, like... Because the BOK Center usually hosts, in Tulsa downtown, usually hosts, like, first and second round games. So, like, there was no... So, like, they'll host some games. So, there was none for the Midwest region, I believe. So, they didn't have any, and I think West, too, maybe. So, they didn't have any games. They all had them. They were all played in Indiana. Now, I know the conference tournaments had a few more of those games where, like, they were canceled because of COVID, but luckily, the tournament, we only had, like, one. I mean, it sucks for VCU because they didn't get out there and play. And, but, you know, I, that's how, it is what it is. And then college football travel, yeah, like college football, the draft's coming up, so, you know, a lot of guys are going to be, you know, jockeying for that, you know, at pro days and stuff. Uh, some of the lower level schools, D2 and stuff like that, and other, S, you know, other, like, you know, the FCS or whatever, they're playing right now spring football. Deion Sanders is coaching, I think he's... He's lost a couple of games. He started off like undefeated at Jackson State. And then I just saw somewhere, I think Tennessee State just named Tennessee State or Tennessee Tech named Eddie George, former Ohio State and legendary Tennessee Titan, you know, running back as their head coach. So the thing about that is with the smaller schools getting these guys or the or the uh, HBCUs getting like guys like this pro athletes or guys that were Hall of Famers in the pros is it helps them in recruiting and helps like not even in recruiting but probably in like donations people like want to you know help donate like if my alma mater NSU got like a former NFL guy that was like a Hall of Famer to coach them I mean people would be like oh we got to go see them play more now they got don't get me wrong with that but I think they have a good coach and the right guy there right now and coach Eckert he's a NSU alum like he quarterback their last national championship team so and his dad was the head coach for like a long time so I think they got the right guy and hopefully with him being there to help more alumni and people you know go to games and donate for them and you know get support and they can get you know back to winning and then let's see uh Oh, uh, well, OU and Lincoln Riley, I guess, are still, I guess, is kind of being a big deal. They're getting roasted because they're not letting, uh, who is it, uh, what's his face, uh, they're not letting, uh, one of their quarterbacks who transferred, like, go. Because he's trying to transfer in conference to TCU and he's not a grad transfer. Because the name will come to me. I I can't believe I had a brain fart. 
on who the name is of the quarterback and his dad, but his dad was a former coach of Arkansas and SMU and offensive coordinator at Auburn. But they're not letting the kid transfer because Lincoln Riley and OU do not support interconference transfers now. People say, well, you let Austin Kendall go. Kendall transferred to West Virginia. And Lincoln Riley said, well, Austin Kendall, Kendall kind of earned it because he graduated. You know, he was a student athlete. He was a grad transfer. But he's not a fan of, like, if it's just, like, transferring, you know, transferring. Now, the transfer reporter, I guess, lets people be eligible automatically. And I don't, I mean, even if they have, like, you know, they're not grad transfers. Now, that becomes a problem, I guess, for some coaches. So I could see not being a fan of, of, I can see like I can I can see the point and like you don't want like but you know the NCA and like the leagues they didn't come together and really like you know say hey we only want like grad transfers and we want people if they transfer in conference have to set out they knew because usually when you transferred in college you had to set out a year now there's people getting like waivers like and the NCA is really like they contradict themselves a lot like. For example, like, they're like, oh, you got to set out. And then they're like, if you answer the transfer portal, if you're not a grad transfer. And then they get Justin Fields, who's one of the top, going to be one of the top players drafted in the draft. So they him transfer to Ohio State from Georgia and not not set out. Because they, they, because he put like an immediate like waiver or something because of, well, supposedly like a baseball player said something. There's a, there's like a baseball player for Georgia that I guess he was le- I guess he was maybe leaving the game or something like that said something derogatory towards Justin Fields so like he and then you know at the end of the season he transferred and they used that as a reason part of the reason why he wanted to transfer and have immediate eligibility but his sister stayed there and played softball it was it was racist that baseball player got found out he got kicked off a team and I believe kicked out of school which is which you know or, I mean I don't know if he got kicked out or he just got suspended but he was off the baseball team which is the right thing to do, in my opinion. Doesn't represent your program at all if that happens when guys do that. Then they, but anyway though, and then they like tell other guys, no, you have to set out for whatever reason. Like someone transfers because maybe they're they're going to be closer to their, you know, to like a family member that's like sick, sick or whatever. So, and then, like, you know, like, just like when they pick who gets hammered with probation and bowl bans, and some programs don't. So, it's kind of stupid. Like, how LSU's not on probation for, like, basketball right now, I don't know. With their coach, Will uh, Wade, he was caught. Same thing with Arizona's coach, caught on, like, wiretaps by the FBI, talking about making strong offers and paying players or something. I don't know. It's kind of like Bob Knight when he brought up that question of how John Calipari could be coaching at Kentucky when the last two schools he was at, UMass and Memphis, had a forfeit uh, Final Fours and stuff like that and victories because vacate them because of shady stuff that went on while he was coaching. Bob Knight famously said, well, how does he get the job at Kentucky? One of the most historic or most storied basketball programs 
in college basketball. And that's just the NCAA for you. Like, I mean, I know they don't want to give any program the death penalty like they did SMU because SMU has not ever, still hasn't recovered from that. I mean, had SMU not got the death penalty, they probably might have been in the Big 12 because they would have probably still been a good program. But that death penalty really, you know, hurt them. Took them a long, I mean, I don't know if they've really ever recovered from that as far as, like, them being in, like, a program that's going to get kids from Texas or Oklahoma and compete against those guys, like, regularly. Now, basically, if you don't, just look up, like, SMU and the death penalty on football. They are basically doing what, they basically got caught doing what probably a lot of other programs were doing. They just got caught. And it was a lot, and, like, they got caught worse than maybe some other people they got caught. So, like, that's why they got the death penalty. But, yeah, the NCAA is kind of, they need to get their act together, I think. Because, like, I see the point on why Lincoln Riley would, I mean, I could agree with not letting people transfer in conference, but at the same time, there's nothing stopping Lincoln Riley from leaving OU and becoming the head coach of Texas if Texas, you know, offered him a lot of, enough money. Chandler Morris was the kid I'm thinking about. His dad was Chad Morris, who was, you know, like I said, the Arkansas SMU coach. He was a high school coach in Texas, which I think he went back to doing. He was, like, offensive coordinator at Clemson and whatnot and Auburn. I don't know if – I think and he was at Tulsa for a while, too. That's how I think him and Gus Malzahn kind of connected was, like, they were both at Tulsa at the same time. But anyway, so like, in fact, Gus Malzahn's a new coach at Central Florida, UCF. But anyway, though, like I said, the NCAA, they're like kind of like, you know, it's just like with the players getting paid, they're like, no, you can't do like endorsements and stuff. But at the same time, I remember reading a book the Fab Five wrote about, or the book written about the Fab Five, and they were talking about how they could... I think one of the guys was saying we could, I can afford to get, take a girl out to a date to a movie for like 20 bucks and like there's all this like, there's my jersey being sold, you know, in the campus or on some like, you know, at the mall and then there's a shorts and stuff that we pop you, you know, that we made popular, you know, the baggy shorts being sold in our jersey numbers and, you know, I, I get the player's argument on that too. Totally get that. I mean, and then another... I guess you can look at NCAAs like not like Johnny Menzel got busted for I guess he was signing autographs for money which is stupid on Johnny Menzel's part which he's not really I don't think anyone's ever said smart and Johnny Menzel in the same sentence like that I know of really I mean he doesn't do smart things first off he's pretty he's from a wealthy family so he didn't really need this autograph money and he jeopardized his school and his eligibility but I can get I, but at the same time I'm sure A&M was selling the, selling the crap ton at their at their you know campus stores and stuff number two jerseys and the NCAA is getting money from that too probably the NCAA probably on their shop.com had number two A&M jersey who do you think that is it's not a generic number at the time frame when Johnny Menzel that was there and he was winning the Heisman, it was his. So I get their point, but this is here's what happened. The NCAA, because Menzel and his family and AM lawyered up, he they basically said if you suspend him for the first half of the UTEP game, you're good. 
Ohio State had some players, like about four or five players, sell some of their memorabilia and some stuff they got from, you know, winning like the Sugar Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl, something like that. I think it was when they played Arkansas or something like that. They got, those players, if they came back, because I think one of them went pro early, they, I think Terrell Pryor was one of them. Those guys basically were going to be suspended for like four to six games the next year, like half a season. I don't know if Ohio State got any personal trouble, but then say it's like, oh, they got to miss games. Now, some of it was a stupid stuff like tattoos, but then the other one, I think one of the guys did it, sold the stuff for money so that he could pay his mom's electric or heat so that they wouldn't, her and his sister wouldn't be cold and they'd have electricity. I don't see, I mean, that, to me, that is, I mean, that, I mean, those guys are going to miss like four to six games, Johnny Manziel gets like a quarter, that's stupid, just because those guys couldn't afford, their guys' families couldn't afford lawyers like Johnny Manziel could, and the NCAA is like, I mean, the NCAA should, I don't know, they, like I said, they need to get their act together on that, work with the conferences, figure things out, and say, hey, you know. And get this transfer porter thing, like, you know, this basically college free agency. They need to get that together so that, like, coaches like Lincoln Riley and OU can't, like, basically say, Chandler Morris, no, we're not going to release you. Like, pick another school. I mean, and if they're going to do that, the NCAA needs to do that. It basically needs to be a rule from the NCAA saying... You know, they need to take back their authority, kind of, from, like, the OUs of the world and say, no, we have the transfer portal, he can go in it, until you guys, the Big 12, and you guys come to the table, and we hammer out a better, like, you know, only grad transfers, or whatever, can, you know, whatever, in the transfer portal, have immediate eligibility, or whatever, I think they should do that, that way it's fair. But, you know, in the NFL, I guess the Texans haven't traded Deshaun Watson yet. He still wants to be traded, I believe. But he's got a bunch of, I guess, sexual harassment or something to do with, like, you know, like, massage, massage therapists he found online. Like, sexual harassment or, like, propositioning. I forgot the law enforcement term for it. But, like, it's like, you know, propositioning them for sex or whatever. Or sexual acts and or whatever. So, I guess there's a bunch of those accusations out there. So, obviously, they're not going to be able to trade him. And they probably won't be able to trade him before the draft because this might not be resolved. And if you're a team, even though he is a franchise-changing quarterback and you would throw first-round picks and stuff at him, it's one of those deals where do you want to risk him getting suspended for a while or not even being able to be in the league if, like, he goes to... If a trial comes up and he goes to jail, you know, do you want it to be on you know, Michael Vick's situation where you roll the dice on this guy, don't draft the quarterback, and trust me, Deshaun Watson's worth wrote, worth rolling the dice on. He's a franchise quarterback. But if you don't know if he's going to be able to play for you for a while, I mean, you know, it's almost like, basically, it's almost this is almost like he can set out and the Texans will find him a lot of money. And then they can trade him or he can, or whatever. Or he could, 
I mean, or he plays this year for them, has another stellar season, maybe the Texans do better and then, like, they trade him to some team that, you know, like, oh, yeah, we need a quarterback now. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, and then I guess some one of the some guy for the Colts was saying was like I guess he was trying to make it like a kind of like make it like saying it's a, like he was comparing Deshaun Watson like saying that how they don't they cover him a lot but they didn't cover the Chad Wheeler guy who got domestic violence and tried to kill his girlfriend or whatever. I mean, he played for like the 49ers and I think the Seahawks. He got released. And it's like, well, I think he was like a late rounder on drafted guy. I'm like, and like the person is like some ESPN guy countered the guy saying, no, I did 12 articles on this guy. There's a big difference though. Deshaun Watson's a franchise quarterback. People have known about Deshaun Watson. I've known about Deshaun Watson, who he was since he was coming out of high school and at Clemson. So pretty much seen him like his like last year high school. I read it, but I didn't see a lot. Of, I didn't watch any games. But I read about him and, you know, online and, you know, in the magazines when he was coming in. So, like, I heard of him. Chad Wheeler, I think, went to San Jose State or somewhere. And no one heard of him. Now, San Jose State, San Jose State had a good year this year. Even though I think they only played, like, six or seven games. But still. But anyway, though. But I mean, and then the East Finger, like, we did like 12 articles on this guy. And new stuff keeps coming up on Deshaun Watson, so. But I mean, I hope, like, that it's not really true with Deshaun Watson, because I think he's a really great player. And he's, he's a good part. And he, like, he does stuff for the community, so you hope that guys like that are legit good dudes. I mean, and now if he propositioned him, that doesn't mean he's a bad person. But anyway, though, so he's still a Texan. The Jets traded Sam Darnold to Carolina, so I don't know what that means for Teddy Bridgewater other than competition. The 49ers traded up to, like, the third pick, which I'm not sure why. Everyone says they're going to take Mac Jones from Alabama. I think Mac Jones is a good quarterback and he's going to be a first-round pick, but I think at nine where they were at, he's still going to be there. Where they're picking at, he'd still be there. That's just my opinion. I think he's still going to be there. I don't think... Because I think, like, Trevor Lawrence is going one. The Jets are probably going to take Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, which I think the 49ers trading up the three... It looks like the Jets are sold on the Wilson kid from BYU. I think if they trade it up, they're trading up to get Justin Fields. I think Trey Lance and Mac Jones are still going to be, they're going to be in the top 10, but I don't think they're going in the top five. Trey Lance is a quarterback from North Dakota State. So I think they might have traded up to get Justin Fields. I'm not sure. It's just interesting. And like Andy Dalton signed with the Bears and he's going to be their starter. And Mitch Trubisky is now a Buffalo Bill backup to Josh Allen. And Larry Fitzgerald is a free agent right now and they're saying that he might retire. 
But I would love to see Larry Fitzgerald go to like Tampa with Tom Brady and like win another Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. Hopefully. And oh yeah, in Major League Baseball, Joe Musgrave, a pitcher for San Diego Padres, also a local kid that grew up like he grew up not far from Petco Park, or from you know, from the Padres Stadium, and there was a Padres fan growing up. He threw the first no hitter in franchise history on Friday against the Texas Rangers. I believe they won three to nothing in that game. So it's pretty good. Some good stuff. So, I mean... So, I mean, that's... That's pretty good for baseball. It's the first no-hitter of the year, too. Ryan Braun, formerly formerly a player with the Milwaukee uh, Brewers, is... uh, He's still retired right now, I guess, leaning towards retirement. I mean, I think there was some speculation if the National League was allowed to use the DH again this year, that he might come back to Milwaukee so that he could, you know, so, you know, he'd get some field probably sometime as a position player because obviously he's getting older. And then, you know, he'd, but he'd DH a lot because, you know, he has a good, you know, he has some pop in his bat still left. So, I mean, I don't know. He, you know, he might just be laying out the land and seeing who's going to be a contender and go to the team and try to get a world you know, play for a World Series contender. That's possible. I mean... And... So, I mean, there's that, I mean, going on. And... Yeah, the draft, that we will be, you know, is coming up so it'll be interesting to see if there are any more moves or if the Texans and Deshaun Watson they decide to trade Deshaun Watson but with these accusations though it's going to put his I mean you know it'll probably put his might they might what they could get for him may not be you know because who knows I mean I'm trying to think if there are any other big trades I don't think there is I know Ben Roethlisberger came back He's coming back for another year in Pittsburgh, and they signed Dwayne Haskins, former first-round pick of the Redskins. They still have Mason Rudolph, I believe, and that Duck Hodges guy, Devlin Hodges. They still have him, too. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, I believe, is a free agent, though. I think so is James Conner, their running back, so we'll see how that goes. The NBA, the Thunder sucks, so I mean, I don't even really... I'm pretty sure the Nets with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and uh, Kevin Durant, they're pretty good. Lakers are still good. Bucks are still good. Clippers. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's a surprise team. The Phoenix Suns are doing good with Chris Paul. SCA's having a solid season. Shea Gill, Chris Alexander's having a solid season for the Thunder. I mean... But other than that, yeah, the Thunder are not doing very well. <laughs> and trying to think if Ryan Fitzpatrick Fitz Fitz, Matt, Fitz Magic is he's a he's playing for the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. 
He signed with them. Alex Smith's still a free agent. Let's see. Fitzmagic signed. Trying to think any other quarterbacks. I don't know if the Cowboys got a backup to replace Andy Dalton. They they signed Dak Prescott, so Drew Brees retired. Jameis Winston resigned with the Saints, so they have Brees and Taysom Hill, or I mean not Brees, they have they have Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston to battle out for that quarterback position. Then the Dolphins they didn't pull the trigger early on in the uh, you know I guess possibly for. Uh, to bring, you know, for uh, for Deshaun Watson, and I think they've signed a veteran to be a backup. I'm trying to think who, I don't remember who, but so they're showing, I mean, you know, so they're showing that they believe in that they believe in Tua. And honestly, I think, you know, you gotta let him, you know, you gotta see what you can get in a full season with him. You gotta give some of these guys time to let them develop and grow. And let's see. Really good Luke Combs songs on, so. And then, yeah, but. So, uh, I'm thinking. Well, the Giants made some free agent signings, and this could. This is a make or break year for Daniel Jones, their quarterback. The Eagles traded Carson Wentz to the Colts, so they're rolling the dice with Jalen Hurts. Cowboys have Dak Prescott. The Bears are going to roll with Andy Dalton. The Vikings still have Kirk Cousins. And then the Packers obviously have Aaron Rodgers. And then the the Detroit Lions have Jared Goff as their quarterback because they traded him for Matthew Stafford. Or they traded Matt Stafford to the uh, Rams for... Jared Goff and some first round picks. Let's see how that goes for them. Then you know the uh, 49ers are right now it looks like they're rolling with Jimmy G, but they may draft a rookie. And then you got the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. He is not going anywhere apparently. There are some rumors that he wanted to be traded. Now yeah, they signed Kevin Lockett. Or no, Tyler Lockett. An Oklahoma, a Tulsa kid. They signed him to. He's from. He's from. He played college ball at Kansas State, but he, he's from Booker. T, he's from Tulsa and played at Booker T. They locked him up to a pretty good big contract. So Wilson's going to be standing around there throwing the ball to those guys. Then you got uh, the Rams have Matthew Stafford now at quarterback. We'll see how that goes. And then the Cardinals have Kyler Murray, and they went eight and eight last year. So we'll see, you know. And they also signed J.J. Watt in free agency, so which was a surprise to me anyway. And then in, see the South. The South, the Falcons have Matt Ryan up still. The Saints, I guess I'm saying, they have Drew Brees retired, but they have Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston battling that out. Uh, then, uh, yeah, let's see who else you have. The, uh, 
The Buccaneers have Tom Brady, the Super Bowl champs. And then, who else was in that division? Carolina. They got Sam Darnold. I think they still have Teddy B, so that'll be interesting. And then AFC, obviously, the Bills have Josh Allen. Patriots re-signed Cam Newton. Hopefully, year two of Cam is better for them. The Jets will be drafting a new quarterback because they traded Sam Darnold. The uh, Dolphins have Tua. They're rolling with Tua. Then, like, Baltimore has Lamar Jackson, so that's good. He's really good. Then Pittsburgh has Big Ben back for another year. Cleveland has Baker Mayfield. Cincinnati has Joe Burrow, who was having a pretty good rookie year. So the the AFC North has some, I think, pretty solid quarterback group. I mean, that's really solid. Then, you know, the South, the Colts have Carson Wentz now. The Houston Texans, for at the moment, still have Deshaun Watson. The Jaguars will most likely be drafting Trevor Lawrence, but they still have Garter Minshew. And then... Let's see. The Titans have Ryan Tannehill. He's been solid since he's been there. So that... Then, you know, you got... The AFC West, you have the Chargers with Justin Herbert. He was pretty good rookie. The Chiefs have Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, so they're good there. The Broncos, Drew Locke kind of regressed in his second season, the first full, like, you know, starting the whole year. So, I mean, I don't know there. And then the Raiders have David Carr still, or Derek Carr. Derek Carr, because David Carr is the older brother. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the quarterback... Interesting to see what happens with the draft, you know, like quarterback-wise and stuff. Then college football. Notre Dame's going to need a new quarterback. Hopefully, whoever they have is, whether it's Jack Cohn, the uh, Wisconsin transfer, or Drew Payne, or Tyler Butcher, the freshman, somebody. Or Brandon Clark, he's hurt right now, but hopefully those guys can get us back into an elite offensive level where we can play with the big boys, you know, Clemson's, Alabama's, and win, you know, a national championship again. And, you know, that's really all I have. I mean, like I said, I'll have another podcast that'll be longer. And I just, you know, I just want everyone out there listening. You know, if you're having, you're going through hard times or anything like that, especially my veteran brothers and sisters, stay in the fight. You know, keep up faith. We all have bad and go through difficult times. You know, just, you know, stay, you know, hang in there, you know. The world's not a better place without you. And, you know, hopefully everyone has a good night. Thank you. Thank you for those people that listen for listening.